Hello, this is Revel, and you are listening to Rockin' Radio. For timeline clarity, this is November 2008, so don't be confused by events mentioned on this program. My guest today is raw food chef, educator, and motivational speaker. He's been featured on the Food Network and in several magazines and newspapers. He travels worldwide giving lectures and classes on raw food nutrition and preparation. He's the author of several books, including Healing Inflammatory Bowel Disease, The Raw Life, Raw Knowledge, and Raw Food Formula for Health, Lose Weight, Feel Better, Have More Energy. Welcome, Paul Nissan. Thank you very much. It's great to be here. Oh, it's my pleasure having you. Uh, for those of you who don't really know you, they could pick up your book, as I did, and read your whole background, but could you give us a short version of why, where you came from? I mean, what kind of food did you eat before you turned raw, and why did you go raw? Well, I uh, grew up in a standard American diet. I grew up in uh, Brooklyn, New York, when the standard American food there is actually pizza, and I ate that for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, <laughs> and... And I pretty much ate everything in a bag, package, container, or a box, and I just did not like fresh produce at all. And I was able to survive till I was 19 that way, because when you're young, you eat just about anything and feel amazing. But when I turned 20, I started getting really bad stomach pains, and after several trips to the doctor, I was diagnosed with inflammatory bowel disease, also known as ulcerative colitis and Crohn's disease. And they did not give me a cure. They told me there was no known cure for inflammatory bowel disease. So I decided I had to look elsewhere. They told me I was at risk for colon cancer at 20 years old and so on. So I ended up, to reduce the stress in my life in New York City, I ended up moving to West Palm Beach, Florida. And without even knowing it or hearing of raw foods or anything, I ended up moving next to a place called the Hippocrates Health Institute, which is a raw food health spa, and they teach people... Uh, how to overcome their illnesses that doctors do not have a cure for by just simply eliminating the things from the diet that are causing the problems and introducing things to the diet that will help keep the immune system healthy. Well, uh, against my doctor's advice, I started eating a raw diet, and that's over about 17 years ago now, and I've been better ever since. Now, don't doctors think that if you start eating raw, there's too much roughage for something like that? Well, uh, that's one thing they are correct about. And so I, I counsel a lot of people with uh, stomach disorders and intestinal tract problems, and I tell them the raw food is important because it has the enzymes in it, which actually helps digest the food. However, there is so much roughage in it, and we're trained in this country not to chew our food well. So that's why it's important when you're starting out, if you're coming from a sick state with the intestinal tract, is to blend or juice the foods. So basically, if you blend or juice the raw foods in, in the form of, of fresh juices or blended salads and smoothies, you'll be able to get the raw foods without getting the roughage. Okay. Um, the other alternative, of course, would be to sit and chew your food thoroughly. Yeah, and that's uh, <laughs> that's you know, asking too much. Something isn't it? people don't not really care to do <laughs> these days. Now, I liked how you call your food because I I know there's a lot of people who have issues with talking about raw food to other people, but I like that that you call it a high-quality diet. Yeah, and I want to make it clear to all your readers, a person does not have to eat 100% raw to be healthy, uh, but they, they need to have a majority of their food as high-quality as possible, and raw, ripe, fresh, and organic is as high as quality as possible. So uh, 
you want to have at least, you know, depending on person's goal and situation, a majority of the diet, 75 to 80 percent of the diet, consists of raw produce. And if you're going to eat cooked food, you want to make sure it's just not really processed and maybe some fresh vegetarian meals or something like that. I'm hearing that a lot lately, Paul. There's there's a lot of people, um, raw food advocates, who are very well known who used to advocate 100% raw. And now they're backing off and saying, I'm not saying that anymore. I'm not even doing it myself, which I find interesting. Well, it's... Uh there's two things to it. The first thing is, uh, just like the chewing example, most people aren't going to go all the way. So, you, you know, and if they hear you have to go all the way, they just don't want to do anything with it. So if you tell them, you know, that they can just do it but not have to do it all the way, it's more encouraging. So that's one of the things. Uh, another thing is, is to understand that we got to eliminate what's causing the problem, and it's not necessarily the cooked food as much as it is a lot of the, the processed food, the coffee, the chocolate, the cigarettes, and all this garbage, and the alcohol. And if somebody eliminates that, they could be fine with a little cooked food in their diet. You know, it's not about all or nothing here. Uh, as for myself, I've been 100% raw just because I haven't had a desire for cooked food. There have been several times over the... 17 years I've been 100% raw. I'd say maybe uh, I can count them on a handful of times where I tried to reintroduce cooked food to my diet just to see how my body would reply. And something happens when you're on a 100% raw food diet for a while where the body becomes so clean where if you start eating things that aren't ideal for your body, uh, you become much more sensitive than somebody who's uh, been eating that all along. So I was not able to go back even, you know, well, at least not in one meal. I'm, I guess I could slowly reintroduce cooked food back to my diet if that was my desire, but it's not. Uh, so another thing to keep consider is if a person is that clean as myself and we have to go to the hospital or something, you know, we can get very sick from the drugs and so on that they give. Uh, you know, some people don't want to put themselves in that situation, so they, they, they'll eat a little cooked food and keep their body in not the ideal state, but healthy enough to survive and be very healthy. Yeah, I was going to bring that up because I've been getting a lot of work on my teeth, and I have to keep reminding my dentist to cut back on the anesthesia. Sometimes I won't use it at all, which makes it, of course, harder for him, but um, that's t that's life, you know. <laughs> but he, he didn't, last time he gave me the full dose, and I had such pain in my heart the next day. Uh, yeah, I know a guy who almost had a heart attack on a dentist at once because of the same issue. Yeah, and I told, you know, I called him immediately, you know, once I could start breathing again. And I said, you know, you need to put it on a bright, sticky note, that to give me these drugs and make sure it's epinephrine-free or whatever, the ephedrine, or whatever it is that, that really gets the heart, because uh, this is the third time it's happened, but the first two times I didn't connect it. But it's a good point you brought up, that we really need to be conscious as our bodies get cleaner about what else is going in our bodies besides food. Sure, exactly. And, you know, I am a big teacher about the emotional and spiritual connection as well, and exercise and good sleep and fresh air. I mean, these things are, I'd say, even more important than food because I know a lot of people that don't eat ideal, but they do these things, and they're doing pretty well. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, I know people eating well, but they're not doing these other things, and they're not doing as well. Yeah, it's a whole combination. It's a whole lifestyle. Now, exactly. in, in your book, Raw Food, Formula for Health, Lose Weight, Feel Better, Have More Energy, you talk about choices, and this is one of the things we just brought up. 
with so much information out there, so many people saying different things, how does a person who is new to raw make a decision on what to do or which way to go? Well, research. I mean, research will tell a person what is ideal. I would suggest with books by Hippocrates Health Institute. Uh, they've been involved in this for over 50 years now, and there's also my book that have a lot of good information. There's some uh, conflicting information out there, and a person does have to be careful. That's why I would recommend Hippocrates, because, for example, there are some people in the world movement recommending things like, like chocolate, which is very unhealthy to the body, and I would never recommend somebody put that in their body. Uh, so, uh, so we need to, you know, understand the produce, raw, ripe, fresh, organic, fresh fruits, vegetables, nuts, and seeds are ideal, and if we're getting them in a high-quality form, we don't need much else. So you're basically saying just go simple. Exactly. And it's natural. Simple, exactly. We, man has gotten very sick by complicating things. Yeah, I was at the Raw Spirit Festival, as you were, this, this past, uh, what was it, October? No, whenever it was recently, <laughs> and I, I didn't get a chance to hear you speak because I was interviewing someone. But... Um, on Friday, I did fine. Saturday, I went around and I tasted a lot of the chocolate and cacao stuff. And by 5 o'clock, I could barely function. I told my husband, we got to go back to the house. I can't, I can't function. I was just the most amazing things, whereas some people would get high on it. It just dropped me to, you know, I was like horrible. Yeah, it's used as a drug today, and it's just really not good, and I don't recommend it at all. What What about the other super, quote-unquote, superfoods like maca, and uh, I don't even know what they are because I don't use them myself, but I hear a lot of maca, goji berries. Um, we already uh, well, uh, you got to look at them each individually. Maca is decent, it's, it, you know, for medicinal uh, issues, it, it can help. Uh uh, none of these are needed, but they're helpful. Uh, goju berries, on the other hand, they're a dried berry. They're a dried fruit. They're high in sugar. I do not recommend them unless the person is going to soak them overnight, which would take the sugar and dilute it a little, and people don't like things that aren't high in sugar, so they probably won't like it that way. <laughs> uh, but basically, fresh blueberries are a great a great answer. Uh, you know, they have high antioxidants and are wonderful. Carob is a better substitute than the toxic chocolate. So these are things, you know, you know, and anyone that suggests things like chocolate that has so much caffeine or a lot of these other uh, packaged products uh, and these raw food, junk foods, I mean, I'd be skeptical about listening to them. When you go to Hippocrates Health Institute, there's just, you know, the highest, purest quality products, and, and I think it's uh, important that people um, seek that out. Absolutely. We'll be back in a moment. Hi, and welcome back to Rockin' Radio. The second edition of my book, Smoothies and Smoothies for Life, based on the raw food lifestyle, is now out as a beautiful soft cover with four color photos and as an ebook. I've added more recipes and two new sections one about health properties of the ingredients in the book and 138 common health conditions and potential natural relief using the recipes in the book. I guarantee a container of smoothies every day will change your life. Remember to surrender to the blender for optimal health. 
Please take the time to check out my website. It's revelations.com. That's with two V's as a victory and two L's, where you can sign up for my weekly revelations. When you do, you'll receive my latest ebook, 10 Most Asked Questions About Raw Foods, or whatever book I have available. Uh, find out about my teleclasses or my books, Revolutionize Your Life in 30 Days, a self-empowering playbook, and, of course, Smoothies and Smoothies for Life, and also books I recommend from Amazon and more. My guest today is Paul Neeson, and we're actually going to talk some about his book, Formula for Health, Lose Weight, Feel Better, Have More Energy. Uh, Paul, what, what prompted you to write this? You've already had success with other books. Where did this one come from? Well, uh, I was just researching about uh, health, and I was trying to get the message out very simply to other people, and I read books by a fellow named called Arnold Errett. Mm-hmm. And Arnold Errett was a fellow that came to the United States in the early 1900s from Germany, and he was very sick as a young man, and through natural methods had cured himself of many illnesses. And he wrote a book called The Mucleus Diet Healing System. Sure. And in his book, he made up something called the formula for life, which I call the formula for health. And that's what the whole book is based on. And it's basically power minus obstruction equals vitality. Or, more simplified, health minus disease equals wellness. We have to understand, uh, as long as we have enough energy to get rid of the stresses in our life, we're going to be in a state of vitality. But when we don't have enough power or energy to get rid of those stresses or that obstruction, uh, then uh, that obstruction overtakes us. Well, where do we get that energy? Well, we don't get it from anywhere. We conserve it, and as we get the proper amount of rest every night, we recharge our batteries and wake up with a full tank of energy. But if we do not get the complete amount of rest we need, uh, well, then we're not going to be fully charged, and then the obstruction will take us over. It's kind of like our cell phones. If we don't plug it in at night, we wake up, it's not fully charged. But if we do plug it in and give it enough time to charge, it will. Uh, I say the biggest causes of disease today are overeating and undersleeping. Overeating because it adds the obstruction to the body, and undersleeping because it doesn't let the body recharge enough to create enough power to get rid of the obstruction we've added. Uh, so those are the two most common things people do, overeat and undersleep. And no matter what somebody is eating, be it a raw food diet or a junk food diet, uh, they're going to run into issues if they overeat and undersleep. So the formula for health, the whole book really tells a person uh, how to overcome the formula for health, and it gives an equation from a food standpoint of the best way to make that happen. Well, I think also we need to stick some movement in there between um, eating and sleeping because people don't move enough, in my opinion. They don't get enough oxygen. They don't get enough air. And, I, and also I think that helps with the sleeping. It's, oh, definitely. Uh, getting a deep breathing, exercise, and going for a walk. These things are so important, and so many people miss this. I was just with a fellow who's 107 years old, and he looked like he's 60. Wow. And I asked him what's one of his uh, main keys to health, and he says he takes a walk every morning, and he deep breathes while he walks. Mm-hmm. And there's there's got to be a good time. Um, I, I, I know for me, when I eat late, like after 8 o'clock, I'll wake up 2 o'clock in the morning. Well, one of my big things is uh, that I'm working on now is a product called the No Dinner Diet. 
And I found uh, another big addiction people has has is eating late at night. Uh, and I try not to eat after three or four o'clock in the afternoon. And I've ha- I never felt better in my life since I've been doing that. Uh, and I recommend people at least six or seven o'clock the latest. Uh, stop your last meal and don't eat after that. And again, it's so hard. It's so addicting. That's something people do. And I'm working on getting information about that. And it's a big problem is overeating and, and also eating late at night. Yeah. What, what do you suggest? Because, the, you know, doctors will suggest a huge breakfast in the morning. And for me, it's it's break fast. And you don't break a fast with a huge breakfast. But then I like to have something fairly heavy. Well, I get up at 5, so I'm I'm usually having what I call lunch between 10 and 11. And then I might have something else between 4 and 5. But usually in the evening, something, um, some kind of juice or uh, even a, my final smoothie, the smallest smoothie of the day. Does that sound like a good formula in your in your estimation? Uh, sure. I mean, you're getting up actually at the ideal time. If you're going to sleep at a decent time, you're getting up at the ideal time we should be getting up at. And, you know, two or three meals a day, no snacking in between. Uh, and, you know, people have to, you know, no two people are in the same situation. So people have to take it according to their schedule and just be aware of what, what they're doing and what's better and what's not good. So, Paul, what do you, how do you feel about people who drink coffee, they think that going to green tea is a better solution. What what, what would your suggestion be? Uh, well, uh, caffeine is, is caffeine, no matter where it's from, and it's Thank no you. good. But uh, coffee, it, it, I think it's not as bad as coffee. I think green tea is a little step in the right direction, uh, but they could switch to herbal teas, and maybe that's uh, green tea is a step in between coffee and herbal tea. Uh, but ultimately, you don't want anything too hot or cold. Everything room temperature is, is ideally the best. Mm-hmm. And why is that? Because when, whenever you eat something too hot or too cold, the body has to heat, uh, has to, I'm sorry, has to uh, use energy to cool it down or heat it up. And, and the key to health is conserving energy, not using energy, especially that we necessarily don't have to. Just adding that, it just makes the situation worse. Now, Paul, in your book, Formula for Health, you say that most disease is self-inflicted, and which obviously means to me that if they stop doing what's causing the disease, then the disease disappears. I mean, it's not really well, that like... that makes sense to you because it makes sense. <laughs> yeah, but people, people think that raw food is what cures them, but it's not, is it? No, the food actually just... Uh, helps the body, uh, the immune system be strong, and the body cures itself. Uh, created, designed us with the most amazing powers to to last with the abuse we put up with. Can you imagine how amazing we could be if we don't abuse it? Uh, it it's just wonderful, and the body heals itself. The food is just a tool to let it do its job. And when we do things, overeat, eat late at night, eat things that shouldn't be in our body, we actually interfere with its job. And that's why we end up getting sick and, and run into all these other health issues. Yeah, and then um, what I'm finding is that people are coming from the allopathic model of quote-unquote healing and quote-unquote cure. They're looking at raw foods to relieve symptoms after they become ill or to eliminate weight. Do you have anything to say about that? 
well, uh, again, it depends on uh, when we all get involved in a raw food diet and so on, you know, and for what reason and what our goals are. Uh, but the key isn't to deal with the problem. The de- the key should be to deal with the cause. Mm-hmm. And if we just have a problem, then we try to deal with it later. You know, you can cleanse with raw food, and it can help the situation, but ultimately you want to just try to, you know, eliminate the cause before you get sick and then just not look at it as a diet or something you're doing for a certain amount of time and just try to, you know, live like that always. Yeah. I agree. Uh, it's just, you know, I deal with a lot of people who, or I see a lot of people on various forums and who come to me and they want to know about healing a symptom. And I think that's the, I mean, it's one approach, one way to get them going, but uh, and they start feeling so well that they continue. But it seems to me it's, a, it's an allopathic model more than anything. Anyway, we'll be right back with Paul Neeson. Hi, this is Revel. We're back with Rockin' Radio. And this segment of Rockin' Radio is sponsored by MyPodcastExpert.com, where they offer free teleclasses and paid webinars so you can learn how to do what I do for a minimal cost. You'll learn the layperson's way of doing it with no background needed. If you want to get your name out there as an expert in your field, create and sell product, meet great people and just have fun, please check out mypodcastexpert.com. Tell them you heard about them from Revel on Rockin' Radio. You can also follow me on twitter.com slash rockinradio. And I've got a line of t-shirts, hats, bags, cafepress.com slash revelations again with two v's and two l's my guest today is paul neeson he's the author of quite a few books and paul you have one out on um on uh, health according to the scriptures is the title can you give us an understanding of what that means well uh in the bible our creator gave us a, a diet to eat that consists of the same foods that you know, I've discovered, and many other people have discovered, work best for the body, and that's the raw, ripe, fresh, organic fruits, vegetables, nuts, and seeds. And uh, when he gave us those instructions to eat those foods, uh, he also told us not to overeat. He told us, you know, the best times to eat, and he told us, you know, the best times to rest. Uh, and basically, the Bible is the greatest health book ever written. And I didn't know that uh, when I was studying health until... Uh, many years later, when somebody presented it to me, and I read it, and I couldn't disagree, I, I couldn't agree more. There's so much information in the Bible that talks about our health. Well, I, I started to teach in churches uh, about this message, and I saw a lot of people with the Bible in their hands, so I figured they knew this, but there was so much prayer for healing of disease. I said, wait a second, there, you know, something's wrong, and that's when I realized knowledge without action means very little. We can't just know something. We actually have to follow it. So I wrote a book called Health According to the Scriptures, which took those health scriptures right out of the Bible and put them into this book so everyone can you know, easily see what the Bible says about health. It talks about what age we have the capability of living to uh, if we follow our Creator's instructions. It talks about what His instructions are for everything from, from, from rest to diet to work. Uh, just pretty much everything. So uh, I've been applying these instructions to my life, and my health has just improved, and my energy has improved, and my whole outlook on life has improved much more than it's ever been, even with just raw foods. So uh, it's very important that people uh, know, like you asked,
asked me earlier, how does somebody know what, if what they're doing is ideally the best? And I think starting with, uh, you know, our creator is a great place because if you buy a car, you know, when it breaks down, you don't take it to the dentist to get it fixed. You go to uh, the manufacturer, and we have a manufacturer, and, you know, we go to him, and, you know, he will heal us. And the greatest method of healing is prayer. Prayer will tell us what to do, and then we can look at his word just like there's a uh, manual in a glove compartment of a car that says how the car works. Well, we have the Bible that tells us, you know, how our, where to work, and it tells us we're going to get sick if we do the things that we're pretty much doing, the abuse our bodies the way we're abusing it, and we're going to stay healthy if we eat the, the the fruits and the vegetables, and if we are sick, we can use the herbs as our medicine. All this information is found in the Bible. And Paul, it's how long wonderful. have you been... Now, did you kind of transition to that uh, from you were already doing raw, and then you kind of refined what you were doing when you found this out? Yes. Uh, I was uh, eating raw diet for uh, quite a while, maybe eight years or so, and then and then uh, about six or seven years ago, somebody told me that the Bible was the greatest health book ever written, and to prove them wrong, I read the Bible, and they proved me wrong, because it was by far the greatest book I've ever written. I'm, I'm sorry, the greatest book I've ever read. And uh, so I decided to incorporate those. I was already naturally doing many of those health uh, tips that it said, but some of them I weren't. So I decided to uh, eat more of a schedule of what they talked about, that they talked about eating the third hour and the ninth hour, which is usually around 7 a.m. and 3 p.m. Uh, two meals a day ideally is best, which is what they say. They say to take one day a week and just rest, you know, and don't work and, and so on. Uh, so I just tried it. I, I added and incorporated these things to my lifestyle, and it just, you know, it was ama- I was amazed with the results. Because I didn't think I would find uh, hmm. much better than Seems what like I was already doing up to that now. point. <laughs> I need to read that. Um, okay, uh, I haven't mentioned Paul's uh-huh. websites. Let me do that right now. Paul Nissan. Uh, P-A-U-L-N-I-S-O-N, that's all one word, dot com, and rawlife.com. Paul, are, are you considered a natural hygienist or hygienist? Is that pronounced? No. Uh, no, not at all. Um, I, don't, I don't title myself anything, really. I just, you know, I just... Okay. I'm, I'm now, somebody was going to go health. raw. Would you suggest they... Uh, transition or go 100%? Well, we had already, I guess, talked about it. I think transitioning would probably be best for most people. Well, again, it's what somebody's goal is. When people come to the Hippocrates Health Institute, they're already sick. So we can't just tell them, you know, just transition. If they're so sick, they need to do something almost mm-hmm. immediately, and so we got to put them on a 100% raw food diet. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week with another episode of Rockin' Radio. Please feel free to go to rockinradio.com to purchase books and DVDs by all of my guests to help keep this program on the air. If you would like to advertise on or sponsor this program, please contact me at spillyourbeans at rockinradio.com. My engineer is Bo Astrup. I'm Revel Revity Singh. Remember to revel in life and always play with your food. Bye for now. Uh-huh.